0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of On The Way Home, where I share stories, intimate conversations, and interesting scenes from my everyday life here in Amman. So, let me tell you about that one time I accidentally walked into a breakdancing class. This story is a particular favorite among my friends. All in all, it was a very funny coincidence. Let me start by telling you what was happening before I walked into this class. Less than a year into my time in Muscat, I started having insomnia in response to various stressors. I never knew or understood what insomnia felt like whenever anyone, especially my college friends, would complain about it. Unfortunately, now I know what insomnia feels like a bit too well. Around May of 22, I was a week into a particularly bad insomnia episode and desperately looked for anything to get me to fall asleep. Your average sleep aid pill didn't help, so I thought to go back into yoga since it was something that I liked in the past and should ideally help. After inquiring about a yoga class with a gym in Al Khwer, I ended up walking into a breakdancing class. I genuinely do not remember who was at fault in that communication, me or the receptionist on the phone. Since my cognitive abilities were under par, I won't be surprised if it was me who misread the timing of classes. Anyways, I followed the class instructions mindlessly and it took me entirely too long to realize that I was not in a yoga class. When I finally asked the instructor about the class I'm in, he didn't confirm nor deny if it was a yoga class. He just waved his hand and said, it's okay, it's good to learn something new. I wasn't particularly bothered by the end of that class since the physical exhaustion finally got me some sleep that night. The activity was exciting and the people there were pretty chill. So. I continued going. Plus, I had my own connections to this atmosphere, which I'll talk about later on. Anyways, over time, I grew curious about the people who frequent this group as I spend a fair number of hours with them every week. One of the people who stood out to me from the dance group is Eamon. I invited him to the studio because I noticed that we had a couple of things in common, and overall, he's quite the conversationalist. It was clear to me that art plays a big role in his life, and dance is an extension of that. So, he indulged my curiosity about his history with dance, which dates back to ninth grade summer. Tell me about the first time that you started breaking or dancing in general. If you oh, uh, this
1: story, I will never forget it. You know, I have, um, he's actually my uncle, but he's in my age, you know, I'm fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember this day when... We used to go, me and my brother and him, to the beach and, you know, practicing some gymnastic, learning how to do backflips and stuff like little stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we reached, uh, we reached the beach uh, that day, Suli got a call and he said, "No, it's canceled. We're going back home. Then he said, you know, come with me and bring, uh, bring your shoes with you. So we went to Al-Quram beach and that day, we were practicing a little bit, backflips and stuff. And my brother used to jump across all of us, you know, we are laying down Ah. and does a flip uh, on top of us.
0: And how many of you were laying down? Do you remember?
1: Like six, I remember six or seven. So
0: six of you laying down and and just-
1: And you know, funny thing, Me and, and Fahed, mm-hmm. we were put to the last.
0: Mm. So
1: if anything happens, you <laughs> can land on, on us. We are not practicing, that. Huh? Yeah. I remember one of the crew members said, like, we want our kids to do practices. And that day, we didn't go back immediately at home.
0: He successfully did it across all Yeah, he, he did. So you were in hurt.
1: Yeah, we were okay. safe. <laughs> <laughs> so then they grabbed us and started to teach us, like, the simple moves, you know. One, two, three, and the next day, he called Suli, I want them again. So we went... Bring the
0: kids. (laughs) Yeah, bring the
1: kids again. We went there and slowly, we started to build up this love to this thing, you know.
0: For context, Suli is Eamon's older brother, who's been in the dance scene for quite some time. Eamon told me that his brother invited him multiple times over the years to dance practices, but he always hesitated for one reason or another. Between me stumbling sleep-deprived into it and Eamon being dragged as an extra for a backflip stunt, I don't know which one of us got the most smooth introduction to the world of breaking. I'll leave it for you to decide. At any rate, Eamon credits dance to be the reason for a lot of changes in his life. Not just on a fitness level, but on personal and social ones too. So, when some of the close people in his life suggested that he stops doing this thing that he loves, he swiftly opposed the idea and navigated the situation with grace.
1: And actually, this thing that changed me to the person that I am today.
0: How did it change you?
1: During the summertime, mm-hmm. like two, uh, two, two months I've been practicing. Then when the school started, my mom said, like, you need to stop this. You need to focus more on your studies and, you know, this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't focus on two things at a time. You need mm-hmm. to focus on one thing. And she said, you are a good student. I was pretty average, like I'm getting B's and, you know. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, I found something that I really appreciate and love because I was this type of homeboy kid, you know. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going out. I was doing the same thing over and over. I didn't have, even I didn't have friends to hang out with. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like this type of introvert. Okay. Then I remember she lectured me. I was saying, no, I can't do this. I know I can. And even my uncle said, see, you are a smart kid. Don't do this to yourself. Listen to your mother and then I remember my mom said, if I see, if I see you drop even one mark, you are not going out ever. Like, this is the deal. I said, okay, deal. And imagine the, f- the same year I got the first in school.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So they gave you the motivation to be <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm keeping this on the side. Yeah, I'm keeping it. And uh, I'll Yeah, ever since so I've long. been
1: still doing it and Alhamdulillah now she's more supportive of what I'm doing. It's been like six years now, I believe. Yeah, around six years.
0: Six years. Yeah. Oh wow.
1: So it's been a long story, a you know? long journey. We came. I remember when I first started, I was a little fat, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was fat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's some moves like the simple moves I couldn't do anything. I get cramps instantly. My stamina was really low, but you know through dedication, and I you know, know that I can reach. And you know the guys are more supportive and they encourage me, you can do this if you work. Yeah, they are very
0: supportive. That same encouragement that Ayman received six years ago still carries through in the group today. The first time I went to that class, it was supposed to last for an hour, but most of us stayed a bit over two hours. 90% of the time, I repeatedly messed up and had a really hard time understanding what I'm supposed to do. So I didn't think I'd leave with a genuine invitation to come back. But by the end of it, multiple people told me to keep on coming back as things are only bound to get better with more practice. If not, at least it's fun and challenging. There's a lot of lighthearted laughter and cheering. I used to think that I can easily understand why people dedicate time and energy to the things they do but I genuinely had a hard time wrapping my mind around why this particular crew is so committed. Some people come from Al-Hail and others from Al-Ma'bela, aka the end of the world, to Al-Khwair, on average four times a week for a practice that could run anywhere from two to four hours, if not more. The age range in this group is wide. Some are college students like Emen, and others are well into established careers. With whatever that goes on in their lives, they make sure to dedicate time and space to practice together or alone. So I often wondered, why? Why are they so committed to this? Ayman gave me his two cents on this matter.
1: You know, different people go through different stuff in, in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's act like a type of escape. You, you forget everything when you dance, you just mm-hmm. go with the music and you're just having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. You forget everything. That's why I believe that we are more uh, dedicated about this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's really impressive. Four times a week, sometimes more. And I know some of the other guys, they do a lot to at least secure spaces. Yeah. For you guys to just like go and dance in. Yeah. What reactions do you normally get whenever you try to basically find a space to dance in or you just go and dance there?
1: Sometimes, you know, whenever I'm trying to find a space, it's not always we are in the gym. Mm-hmm. Sometimes at home, mm-hmm. sometimes we go outside outdoors. Like we're trying to find at least a small space that we can do a simple move. At least we are doing a movement, you know. Mm-hmm. Just to feel like you are enjoying yourself, you are dancing. Just forget everything
0: mm-hmm. and
1: go with the flow. And it's not about the place; it's about how you feel and how you committed to that.
0: Okay, how would you describe that feeling? Like, in, if you can elaborate more on it,
1: it's more like I'm free. You know, I'm oh. flying. Mm-hmm or whatever I'm doing this type of movement like I go to my head I stand up with my hand I'm, mm-hmm. tra- I'm doing a backflip I'm doing something like I feel like yo I got wings but they are not not really visible but I know I got them you know yeah yeah I feel like I'm free there's nothing to worry about
0: I remember you guys you guys helped me do an assisted backflip and I felt free back then I was like whoa I can <laughs> I can fight the world I remember that I just need someone to help me do the backflip I can't do it by myself <laughs> If you haven't tried doing a backflip, this is your sign to try it out. I love how Amen describes it, feeling free. And I think that's what I saw with a lot of people at practice, but had a hard time condensing it into words. Doing what they like makes them seem more free. Though I'm nowhere near the level any of them are, the small victories of doing a move that I couldn't do before is not just exciting, it's freeing. This idea easily applies in so many other aspects of life for me. Progress in something is satisfying, and the confidence that comes from that makes me feel free. So, I think I kind of get their why. Well, at least Amen's why. Another thing that Eamon repeatedly told me about himself is that art, be it dance or otherwise, are great outlets for him to express himself or create new things. You guys remember COVID. Sometimes I forget that was a thing, and I think my mind tries to block out 2020 in general because it was such a volatile time for me. But when COVID comes up, I'm curious to know what it was like for other people. For Ayman, who was in 11th grade, a lot of things were suddenly on hold and he found himself with more free time and less things to do. With the encouragement of a couple of friends, he decided to dabble in drawing. By the time I met Ayman, he was already pretty deep into illustrations and art to the point where he had an illustrated original character of his own. So it was interesting for me to learn about the background story of how this all came about, mostly because I sort of assumed that he was probably into drawing and art from a much younger age.
1: I have one character, I believe you saw her, like yeah, the, the one, one with white hair and yes. red eyes. So basically this character started through different phases actually I changed the, I changed it a lot mm-hmm. it first began with of orange orange hair with short hair you know mm-hmm. and like she's like more like a cat mm-hmm. like you know trying to interpret um, uh, different interpretations about mm-hmm. a character then I changed her she was like a sword swordman
0: mm-hmm.
1: swordwoman she, <laughs>
0: yes a sword woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so she had like dual, dual sword mm-hmm. swordsmanship but then I changed it. I made it one sword. Then I thought, no, it's not what I want to do. I should first make a story for her, you mm-hmm. know, because n- there's no good character with without a backstory.
0: Of course. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I had this concept of this girl that got possessed by something. Then her parents. Yeah, it's, it's she's not literally possessed by a bad or evil spirit.
0: Uh, OK. But
1: it changed her a lot, you know, like physically. Mm-hmm. And her mother was away from her and, you know, like this, uh, this child is cursed and some, yeah, you know, mm. different parent issues. Oh, that's
0: traumatic. Yeah. I'm like feeling so sad. Yeah. I'm for real. Then
1: we, when she grew up, her father realized something and started working with her. But even her mother realized like, oh, she's my child and the other stuff. But, you know, never, the things can never be the same, actually. But I still, I'm still working on it. And I want to do some a story and base my illustration based on that.
0: I'm excited. Do you think you'll ever want to, like, make it into a comic or anything like that? Comic certainly is.
1: I thought about it, but, you know, it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of work. Like, 10 times the work I do right now.
0: Absolutely. Especially with, like, writing the dialogue and then, like, structuring the physical movements from, like, one panel to another. Yeah.
1: So, currently, I'm just staying with more of illustration style. Okay. Like the The same way the artist does.
0: And you just started when... During COVID? During COVID, yeah. So, it's been... Two years? Two to three years. Two to three
1: years? It's wild, isn't it? It's wild. Actually, to the level that I'm reaching right now, like there's a lot of, a big difference, you know?
0: In your style? In my style in general, yeah. Okay.
1: How I approach art, it always changes. Whenever I'm trying to learn a new thing, mm-hmm. like for example, I've been trying to learn structure. Whenever I'm learning structure, I learn about basic shapes. Whenever I'm learning about basic shapes, I learn about perspective, then follow up with vanishing points follow up with composition and etc. etc. you know? Mm-hmm. So every time I get an answer for something, I get more questions for something else.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And I, I believe this is what helped me to improve my art until it reached the, the level that I have today.
0: Over the past couple of years, I started writing short fiction, and I've been enjoying it immensely. And hearing Eamon talk about his history with drawing made me reflect on my history with writing. While I was in middle school, I started following a good number of independent artists who had original characters with original storylines on various platforms. Since visual art wasn't my forte, I loved seeing that creative energy and often envied them for being able to create that world where they can decide whatever they want to happen in it. But as I've grown more in my writing practice, I realized that I can do the same type of storytelling that I've always envied using words. Which, by the way, was something that became clear to me towards the end of the COVID lockdowns era. I always loved storytelling and was obsessed with it, but didn't have my own practice to channel it through till a couple of years ago. Usually, people tend to be surprised to know that I wasn't always into writing from my younger age the same way I was surprised that Ayman wasn't into drawing much earlier too. While writing can be a solo activity for me, I'm overjoyed when I can collaborate with other people to create a holistic project. This show is an example of that. And the same applies to Ayman. Drawing tends to be a solo activity for him, but he is no stranger to extending his skills to the hip-hop and dance community whenever they hold events and competitions. One of the cool events they host is called Groove Circle, where the audience uses a card with two different colors on each side, and each color represents the dancer they wish to vote for.
1: I worked on Groove Circle. I remember the logo back in my foundation year. In your I, foundation yeah, year? Before I bought my iPad, you know, working on Procreate, I was working on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. But whenever I have two hours or one hour break, I will go straight to home and work on the art or they come back to the college oh, okay. yeah it's been like a little overwhelming you know trying to prepare for the event trying to prepare the artwork mm-hmm. finishing the assignments <laughs> the other stuff you know i don't get like sometimes i get overwhelmed but you know i learned how to adapt with it
0: with dance being such a big part of his life i wanted to circle back to how it changed things for him on a personal level how did it impact his relationship with his brother, for example? How did it change him?
1: You know sometimes we get this type in our family, like what are you guys doing?" and you know, but when they see us me and my brother, like during our family gathering, doing like the other stuff, the choreography, and like they see like, "Oh, these guys are a real deal, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, so it strengthened the bond between me and my brother and my other relatives that like we are uh, with us mm-hmm. in the
0: gym so it brought you guys yeah and also together. with friends
1: i feel like whenever i'm going there i'm happy you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm not like i would ask you how many times you you found me frustrated when i'm coming to the gym like oh my god i'm here or, not
0: a single time actually yeah,
1: no yeah and actually for a fact about me i'm short-tempered
0: <laughs> you are yeah actually really yeah i wouldn't have spotted you as so yeah. He's short-tempered
1: yeah i'm actually short-tempered and i admit that
0: okay yeah but you're not when you're dancing
1: i'm not one certainly i'm not
0: has your temperament gotten better with dance or has it been yeah, the same it did actually okay that's very interesting i would have <laughs> never guessed that you'd be a short-tempered person yeah i am <laughs> that's so fascinating huh at this point of my time in muscat I can say that I met a decent number of people through various activities, but I don't necessarily have a social relationship with them outside of that activity. As a result, I have a very limited perception of who they are as people, which I think is a common case for most. So it was pretty fun for me to hear about the side of Amen outside the dance group and how he changed over time. It gave me a more rounded perception of him. And guess what? The same limited perception I have of people probably applies to me too. Before this interview, it occurred to me that maybe a lot of people, including Amen, might assume that I'm not familiar with the breakdancing scene in Oman. Remember what I said earlier about me having my own connection to this whole thing? Well, here it is. For me, it feels like a. It brought like a very distant memories from the past. Because mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier. Yeah. Uh, my brother was a rake dancer, and this I'm, was
1: a complete shock to me. Like imagine what your brother was doing. Now you are doing. I know, right? Yeah.
0: Um, so he used to be a rake dancer, and whenever he was like on babysitting duty, because we have a huge ga- uh, age gap between us.
1: And have little fun with there. there. Yeah. Scene.
0: And I just loved the atmosphere. I loved how. Everyone seemed to be so comfortable. Everyone seemed to be so happy. Yeah. And everyone seems to be so okay with crashing and falling, honestly. Yeah. And no one really bats an eye. I think that's what I like about it so much. No one really bats an eye, and no one's there to judge you if you do crash and fall.
1: Yeah, because you're not in a competition. You're just practicing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can fail. You can fail however you like.
0: The 2000s were quite a decadent time for hip-hop and rap, and at least from my memory of it, it seemed like everyone around me was interested in it one way or another. The memories and small moments I have from those experiences are things I still cherish till this day. In fact, even my interest in English as a language began with music and shows from that time. From Dr. Dre to That's So Raven, my obsession was laser focused on what those people were saying and the stories they shared. So. Walking into the dance class by mistake momentarily transported me back into that part of my childhood. As for the dance group, one of the things that I appreciate about it is that it has people from various ages. Some are there to teach, others are there to learn, or do a bit of both. And for anyone who might be curious about my breakdancing abilities, I'm pretty awful at it, but it's fun to try anyways. Out of everything I do, it's one of the things that I'm worst at. And I didn't think being bad at something like this would bring so much fun into my days. Especially since there are a fair number of beginners who I share my flops with. Plus, it's a good prescription for insomnia. On the Way Home is brought to you by Oman FM. This show is available for streaming on all podcast platforms. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Fatma Dirai, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fatma's Eyes, F-A-T-E-M-A-S, Eyes, sound engineered and mixed by Azam raisi Thank you for listening.